You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Well, Pascal, less than two weeks ago, a trailer dropped for a new film, which is going to be released in the summer of 2023. A film that I never, ever thought would ever get made. The fifth Indiana Jones film. Indiana Jones 5, The Dial of Destiny. Let's have a look at the first teaser trailer. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. And I miss waking up every morning, wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't believe in magic. A few times in my life, I've seen things, things I can't explain, and I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe, it's how hard you believe it. I'm her godfather. Get back. Oh, Pascal, the imagery, the fedora, the whip, the music. What do you think? I'm actually quite emotional. Uh, yeah. I watched this teaser trailer a lot. Yeah. And do you know when you hear the, the piano, the piano chord, sorry, being played, but very slowly, there's mm. some, something melancholic about mm. it. And then when you realize that this is it, this is the last one with Harrison Ford. This is also the last film scored by John Williams, mm -hmm. who essentially retired um, last year. This is the last one that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg will be involved in as exec producer. Uh, to me, this is like the end of an era. So I, I just find myself to be quite emotional watching this, coupled with a sense of dread of thinking, please, please don't mess it up. <laughs> well, that is the whole big thing, isn't it? Because like everybody, I was an absolutely massive fan of the first three films. 
I thought the fourth one was a bit of a miss. Mm. I mean, it was entertaining. It was good. It was good fun and, uh, you know, action packed, but it just didn't quite have the magic to me of the first three. What I am hoping with this one is that they will not make similar mistakes and they will be able to recapture, you know, the, the epic scale, the humor, the storytelling and the action of those original three films. But I have to say, I'm a little bit concerned because, you know, let's face it, hats off to him, no pun intended. Our uh, Harrison is not exactly a spring chicken, is he? He must be in his late 70s, maybe even his early 80s now. Is it realistic to expect Indy jumping around and swinging off um, chandeliers and driving motorbikes and elephants and goodness knows what? How far are we going to be having our you know expectations stretched here or will they compensate for his age like they did in the the fourth movie by having a the sort of a, the younger indie if you like although that younger indie doesn't seem to be part of the cast so i don't know where that's going to go yeah no it's it's a tough one uh, for me um we will talk about the marketing very soon viewers and listeners yeah. like <laughs> but for me it's 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 the um i still have with me and is the case the disappointment of course of the last three installments of star wars mm. where there was this hijacking of the franchise and our beloved characters mm. to introduce the next generation and so we know from the teaser from the very very short synopsis that you know in addition to indie we have is a goddaughter who yes. essentially <laughs> is going to be the new generation but what i'm saying and um, you know with complete humility to the filmmakers don't make it about her with respect, we're not there yet. We, you know, make it for episode number, um, installment number six could be about her, mm, but, you mm. know, please make this about um, Indiana Jones and Salah and all the others. Mm -hmm. uh, please don't kill him at the end of the film like you've done with all the others, you know. <laughs> That's not really what we want to see here. And what we need is a summer blockbuster where the whole family can go in and essentially follow a treasure hunt you know we need the um, dark cave we need the traps we need the, the potentially the monsters the tribes and so and the threats and so on i love the storyline i have to say i have more faith in this one than the kingdom of the crystal skull mm -hmm. although of course raiders would always be my favorite this idea of the you know the space race you know the um using nazi engineers and and scientists to help the us and so on and that all that backdrop i find the storyline uh, a lot more interesting and to your point about your wish list i think that is a trailer seems to suggest that they have got all the components right for for this film yeah and that's what i'm hoping is going to be the case so so earlier when we were introducing this right at the beginning of the show pascal i was actually quite surprised when you said there's a hell of a lot of marketing already happened because obviously the teaser trailer's only been out for a couple of weeks and i've seen a few posters and i've seen a few um tweets but i think your research has shown that there's a hell of a lot more to talk about yeah so the three elements i mean to begin with uh, just for, for ourselves i made the list of um, the online platform so there's a official Facebook page, and there's an official Twitter account, there's an official Instagram, there's Lucasfilm, who seems mm -hmm. to take the lead with regard to the teaser trailer. There is a hashtag, of course, Indiana Jones. There isn't a website, though. In fact, <laughs> when you type in, or when you click on the link that reads indianajones.com, it takes you to the Facebook page. So I've been wondering whether this is a temporary measure until mm -hmm. they get the mm -hmm. official website sorted, although that feels a little late now. So what's your view on that? Well, I mean, again, 
there must be a website on its way. There must be. I mean, you couldn't possibly not have a website. But, you know, again, maybe, you know, they've decided that social media is the way and that people don't want websites. But if they're going to be producing, you know, a whole series of different forms of content from posters to TV spots to full, fully-fledged trailers, and I'm sure there'll be some very interesting treasure hunty type games going on at some oh, point please. coming along. So. A website, to me, would be the absolute essential hub for an indie marketing campaign. Mm, for people listening from Lucasfilm and Walt Disney Studios, Roger <laughs> and I would be more than happy to take the lead on the website design and management. So, so that was me. So then you have what I've called, um, Roger, the unofficial teaser campaign. So filming started in 2021, the summer of 2021. One thing I didn't know at all, actually, when I did the research, is that this film was originally perhaps it was ambitious, um, planned for 2019. Wow. They wanted to try and coincide it with the 50-year anniversary of Lucasfilm, and then we know what happened, you know, uh, obviously then that time. So they filmed between the summer 2021 to the spring of 22, and people in the UK were treated with many um, kind of appearances and sites of Harrison Ford and cast and crew across the UK and Scotland. They also filmed in Italy and Morocco, of course, uh, sets, you know, and primarily in the UK uh, as well. So you had actually quite an extensive coverage in the press, TV and radio, nothing from the official kind of channels of Lucasfilm and Walt Disney, but certainly fans and the media uh, kept sharing pictures of filming taking part. Yeah. Um, I shared with you back in the days that there was a break during the lockdown measures during the pandemic. So we went up to Bamborough Castle. Mm -hmm. And when we arrived, Bamborough Castle was closed because of filming. <laughs> and I was maybe the only person that was pleased about it. <laughs> Everybody else was fed up. <laughs> So, I mean, literally people were spotting Harrison Ford cycling in North Shields and some parts of Scotland. Uh, I was so, so jealous. But moving on to the official teaser campaign. So no surprise there. The, the, this one started during Star Wars celebration, 26 May 2022. In addition to talking about and answering questions about Star Wars and the franchise, Harrison Ford was on stage to introduce the very first official image. Can you imagine just an image? Just an image. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the fans. Uh, it's been seen before, but you, you're very good at this, actually, Roger. Would you mind describing the image to our, particularly to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, you've got the silhouette of Indiana Jones walking across what looks like an extremely dodgy rope bridge <laughs> in the mid in the middle of a very dark cavern but his silhouette is illuminated by a shaft of sunlight beaming down from the heavens and he's just getting getting these feet to the edge of this rope bridge i.e. getting to safety but you would have imagined that at any moment this rope bridge could come clattering down or indeed again he may just be freeze framed he might even have been running and if the camera pans out from this there may be a horde of swordsmen chasing him across <laughs> the rope bridge who knows but to your point it's it's so incredibly simple, but so evocative. Yes, and and everything is there: the the sense of of, of threat, of jeopardy, dark caves, treasure hunting. You know, knowing what's around the corner. Uh, what is really um, bittersweet as well about the Star Wars celebration of May 
is they were celebrating the 90th anniversary uh, birthday um, mm -hmm. of John Williams. John Williams also played a brand new score, which is um, the theme of Elena, mm -hmm. who is uh, Indiana Jones' uh, goddaughter. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time on stage, um, John Williams said, this is it. I'm now um, going to retire. This is my last contribution to the world of cinema. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just get very emotional thinking about it. So many amazing scores for so many amazing films over the year. But then, you know, he's 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 put the time in, hasn't he? I think he probably deserves <laughs> to have a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of a rest in his twilight years. No, absolutely. I mean, one of my biggest regrets was to, to never be around or never having the time to go and see a concert mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with him being the conductor. You know, uh, I think you and I tried once to go to Edinburgh, didn't we? There was we a did. tribute concert and somehow may have been COVID. We didn't manage to, to go there. Yeah. So nothing much happens actually um, from May onwards, apart from the press and the media reacting to the the, um, the photo. I mean, with people writing or doing like two hour video. Yeah. Uh, reviews of just just a one photo, uh, which is brilliant. That's what it's all about. Uh, and of course, re recounting their favorite moments in the, the other four installments. To them, we have to wait till September 2022, the 16th of September, for the Disney Fan Club uh, Expo. Yeah. Again, so jealous of our US friends. And there they were able to show uh, footage, show moving images of moments in the film, including, and I think it was probably part of the tactic to appease minds, the de-aged Harrison Ford yes. in action scene, um, which I thought was very clever, and at the time confirmed the return of Jonathan Rice davis as Salah. Yeah, now that is interesting, the de-aged um, Harrison Ford, isn't it? Because that suggests there'll be flashbacks. Yes, I believe so. Mm. And mm. the teaser, I mean, it's it goes so fast. I mean, only because I've watched the teaser like 20 times. <laughs> There's moments where you can see a young Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I'm guessing, you know, technology has moved on from, uh, you know, all, all the other attempts. So it, it, should be, it should be fine. Clearly, judging by the reaction and the comments on the internet, people have reacted re reasonably well mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. de aging process. Perhaps one uh, news item that didn't get the audience to react so well was, of course, on stage, put on the spot doing a question Q&A, Harrison Form confirmed that this was the last time he would be playing the character. So again, back to this sense of nostalgia and, and melancholy that's going to accompany, I think, the, uh, the movie. Never say never again. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So the, the, the next element that built up from, you know, from that was, which is something that we reported you and I often is the Empire Magazine mm, exclusive mm. campaign. I'm guessing, Roger, there must be one per territory or per country. That must be the US stroke UK campaign. I'm assuming in different languages to have different magazines doing that where they have exclusive photos, you know, yeah, stills. Yeah. Um, they have that, the subscriber-only um, art cover, which is mm -hmm. always just stunning. And then what they've done, which you and I have reported often in other kind of movie marketing reviews, the character spotlights. Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, the character spotlights we've talked about, even in recent reviews of films like Knives Out and Death on the Nile, it's just a great way to showcase the cast with beautiful imagery and beautiful um, graphics. 
I think what what the uh, the photos show as well is the quality of filming, mm. but also in in some of them, if we look at the Mads Mikkelsen um, photo, who plays you know the kind of ex Nazi uh, scientist uh, Voller, yeah, uh, that kind of noir effect, you know, of, like the way that is being lit and so on. Yeah, and he, and he also because he's got his um, rim uh, steel rim glasses on, circular steel rim glasses and hat. He looks a lot like the character out of the original Raiders of the Lost Ark film. Yeah, no, absolutely right. You can't help but, and I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I know that doing we we have to make the comparison because the production companies are the same. But when they looked at you know, the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. Um, the producers confessed that they were very, very concerned about criticism of, of fan service. Yes. I've got the feeling that that's not the issue with this one. They're going to give us what we want. Yes. Yeah. That's That hopefully is what we're going to get. So then, as you mentioned at the start of uh, this segment, we are moving on to the 1st of December, where at the same time, we have the date, yeah. we have the title, and we have the teaser trailer. Yeah and some posters as well um pointing to june the 30th yeah that poster is something that would love to have as a print we we have you know kind of uh, it's quite a close-up isn't it mm -hmm, of uh, mm -hmm. indie um today you know or as in i think 1969 is in a cave you have some dust falling on the rim of this hat and you've got that unique calligraphy that they've used as part of the artwork and the brand positioning of june 13. so we're not going to do a, an analysis of the trailer others have done so and have covered it you know, extensively but were there moments in the trailer when you went oh that's exciting or oh, that reminds me of something yeah it it it's a deliberately created to do that isn't it i mean yes teaser trailers are supposed to tease and you get element a little element of the plot but what they've had to do here is try to satisfy everybody so they've had to satisfy the absolute off the rocker you know hardcore fans they've got to satisfy the the, you know, the family audience who will, who love indiana jones films but don't obsess about them like you and i would do <laughs> and they've got to attract people who've maybe never seen an indiana jones film and that's a hell of a lot of um audiences to crack in one trailer and i think they've probably got the balance right on this occasion absolutely in the green room you mentioned something to me and i have to say i have to quickly watch it again before recording where you you told me that there is a moment in the trailer it's like a split of a second where i think they are in a submarine underwater mm -hmm. but you told me oh that looks like a little nod to star wars yeah yeah absolutely could be we then end our review of you know a ten year or ten days old teaser campaign, <laughs> should I say, with the last entry. Mm -hmm. In case you missed it, I C Y M I, an acronym for you. And what they've done is they've gone back to the trailer and they've taken stills from the trailer to get people to react as we've just done a moment ago. Yes, and I can see you know that happening more and more uh, you know uh, online as well. So. As I say, it's been really quite interesting to look at the a campaign from the very, very early start. You know, it's the first time for us. So that gives us some scope to maybe make some predictions. What would you like to see next in terms of the marketing campaign? What do you think they could um, do to keep us, you know, uh, entertained and enthralled for the next six months? Oh, I think it's got to be something that I um, alluded to before, some sort of game, some sort of 
treasure map to follow or pieces of a of an artifact to start collecting bits and pieces from all over the world and 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 putting them together into some sort of whole cube or whatever it might be uh, just or, or even you know one of those move you know the indie does this quite often that you have the map and then you have the red line going along the map <laughs> showing where the tr you know something like that something interactive that we can we can really become immersed in I would like to have that, you know, I mean, as much as it's fun to have photos, videos of things that we've missed, because that's also my minor criticism of, of the campaigns. Of course, they are US productions, although they are filming a lot in the UK, is we, 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 it's quite difficult to attend or it's quite difficult to know it's happening and so on. So something where it's not just US centric would be lovely. So online is definitely a solution. Um, perhaps a little selfishly, I would love to win memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. back to this idea of this is the end, this is this is the last one. So you know competitions and and the likes, a treasure hunt and real finding real uh, items. Um, even you know when we reviewed um, the was it the um, Batman Returns, mm -hmm. and there were some elements where you could literally vote. You could even yes. take part in a kind of meta um, elements and so on. And we we also um, reviewed the last Halloween installment mm -hmm. where people could win a Zoom call with yes. Jimmy Lee Curtis. How about winning a Zoom call with Harrison Ford as part of, uh, of the competition? That would be quite something. Wouldn't that it? would be quite something. One of the questions I want answering as well is, where's Marion? Now, Marion's an interesting character because she was in the original Raiders of the Lost Ark film, wasn't she? And then as mm. far as I'm aware, she wasn't in the second two, but then she reappeared in the, the, the Crystal Skull, which you and I weren't massively keen on. And they got married at the end of it. So there's obviously a bit of a plot revelation to be made there because as far as I'm aware, she's not in the film. She's not... But to your point, she was really uh, loved as a character. Mm, you know, I, I mm. think Raiders works really well as it is because of mm -hmm, her. I mm -hmm. mean, as, as you know, um, kind of storytelling one or one, you need three characters. So you had yeah. Salah, you had Marion, and Indy. You know, mm. the same. So now, nah, and I mean, if she's in the film as a as a surprise, I hope that her character is treated better than in um, yes. Crystal Skull because that yes. was just it was almost like a throwaway. Oh crap! We need to um, add her in, <laughs> you know. A cop, uh, so that, that that wasn't great. So listen, let's make a deal with our audience that we're going to go back to you know Indiana Jones Five: Dials of Destiny on the thirtieth of June, twenty twenty three. Yep. When the movie is released, we can then look back at six months of campaign and see whether or not some of our predictions are proven to be correct. Absolutely, Pascal. Do you know what? 2023 is going to be quite an exciting year for film marketing because not only have we got Indie 5 coming out, but I've recently seen the trailer, the first trailer, as far as I'm aware, for Mission Impossible 6. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that'll probably be coming out around about the same time, perhaps a bit later. I think it's in July. So we could do a similar trick that we've just done now with Indy with, with the Mission Impossible, because that trailer as well looks absolutely intriguing. So listen, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you watch the video, whether you listened to the audio, thanks as always, for your attention and your support. If you have any comments, leave a comment on the YouTube page. Fire us a tweet. Uh, Roger Edwards and Pascal Fintoni were separately there on Twitter. You can even 
talk to us on SpeakPipe, and Pascal, I always forget the SpeakPipe URL, but you have oh, it memorized. That's all right, speakpipe.com forward slash two geeks and a marketing podcast. Fantastic. So, everyone, thanks once again, and until next time, go out there and make sure that your marketing is done right. I was Roger Edwards, and he was Pascal Fintoni. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates. 